This is Restart Hope with Pastor Joel Sicker on FM 94.1 The Voice. I really hope when Jesus returns, we're excited for Him. And we're able to, to, you know, hold everybody's hands and not have any resentment against anyone. Be like, He's here, man. Awesome. We've been waiting for Him. And if we really want to be ready for His return, we've got to find our contentment in Jesus. You with me? The second thing Paul's going to say is this contentment that you find in Jesus, it doesn't come alone. It brings a friend. It brings the peace of God. The contentment in Jesus brings the peace of God. And... Um, this is Christmas season and you're going to come across this verse a lot. You know, his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Sar Shalom, the Prince of Peace. Uh, so you could say this is a Christmas message too, okay? When December, some of you guys are like, how come you're not preaching Christmas messages? Well, here we go. Okay, from the book of Philippians. The contentment in Christ brings the peace of God. You know, knowing that Jesus is the Prince of Peace, many of you guys know it, you've heard of it before, but it doesn't have any effect on you until, once again, you believe it, you profess it, you practice it. And this is how Paul is going to say we practice it. He's going to be talking about the first obstacle that comes in finding this peace of God that comes from the contentment of God. Verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything. I just want to go home now, okay? Like, really? Okay. I know sitting in these chairs, many of you guys struggle with that. Do not be anxious about anything. I'm not going to skip it, but I actually want to unpack it. Because, and I told you that there's beautiful nuggets over here in this passage we're going to go through. Don't be anxious about anything. Is it possible to be anxious about nothing? There are some pastors who claim that they're not anxious about anything. I, I sometimes envy them and sometimes I feel sorry for them. I'm glad that I walk through my own anxious path because I'm able to relate with what you're walking through. I'm able to pray for you. I'm able to feel your pain to a certain extent. And versus this, I'm able to dig in a little deeper. I go through my anxious times. Um, my, my biggest downfall is I overthink things. I overthink what you think of me, the words I say, the jokes I say, the things I do. And, and when I don't see a person come to church for a couple of weeks, I'm like, I think what I said really offended them. Like, you know, and it's like, I don't know what to do. It's kind of crazy. So I'm going to get Levi to respond to all my emails from now on. Okay? <laughs> Anybody complains, is going to be like, you sound like my girlfriend. You know? <laughs> Gosh. Sorry, Levi. <laughs> By the way, that's a true story. That's how we replied to an email. I'm like, okay. I love this church, man. It's great. So if you're anxious, get Levi to reply to your emails. No, that's not the point. Don't be anxious about anything. This is something that Jesus spoke about too. In fact, he uses the same word um, when he's talking in the book of Matthew chapter 6. Let me just read this real quick. Uh, Jesus' words in Matthew chapter 6, uh, verse 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food, and body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow, nor reap, nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his life? Why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lazy to feel how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Jesus is not saying be lazy. Jesus is not saying don't care about your finances, don't care about your health. What he's saying is don't be inundated with the cares of the world so much that you've lost finding contentment in Christ. Don't be so worried about your surroundings that you've lost the main thing of my contentment comes from Jesus, not from my paycheck, 
not from the clothes, not from my health. My contentment comes from Jesus. And so we hear Paul saying, don't be anxious about anything. But he doesn't stop there, which I'm really happy about. And then he gives us three things of how we cannot be anxious. This is exciting. First of all, he says, but in everything by prayer and supplication. But in everything by prayer and supplication. You know what? God loves. God, I'm freaking out. Help me prayers. God loves that. When you're anxious, God, I'm freaking out. I think I'm going to die. Help me. God, help me. I think I'm going to kill someone. Okay? Don't pray that out loud when you're in public. Okay? When you're in the gym, you're like, God, I don't think I'm going to kill someone, God. Just, uh, don't do that. Okay? Go to the shower. Okay? Or go, go, go up in the mountains for a walk. Uh, just be careful because there might be another deranged person praying too. Like, God, I want to kill someone. God, I want to kill someone. Hey, let's be buddies. Let's go kill people together. Don't do that. Okay? Uh, I remember one day when... I remember one day when... I was getting ready to go for a run, which I normally never do, but Gabe was in, in boot camp, and I kind of wanted to feel a little bit of the pain that he was going through, so I put on my running shoes, and you won't believe it, this person calls me, we just started the church, and this person calls me and says, hey, this person's leaving the church because you, you spoke out against Mormons. I said, so? I said, well, you know, they were offended. I said, hey, I'm going to call you back. Guys, I'm not even kidding. That first mile I ran was the best mile I've ever run. run. <laughs> oh, it was beautiful. I'm like, God... I really don't want to do this, God. What the heck? It was so much better being in a call center because I got to hang up on these people. This is stupid. I'm like, wow, I only run a mile. This is great. You know? And I'm not even joking, man. It was worshipful to cast my anxieties on the Lord. Hey, sometimes you got to learn to pray when you're anxious. You got to learn to pray when you're angry. Not go kick the dog and punch the wall, but learn to pray. And we oftentimes think prayers like, you know, our Father who art in heaven. Well, Jesus did teach us how to pray all that. But God also loves, God, I'm freaking out. Help me. Let, me. let me illustrate this for you, lest you think that I'm making this up. You see, Peter, LOL, right? He's always a good illustration for whatever points I want to make. Peter, he's in a boat with the other disciples, right? And he sees Jesus walking on water, but Peter, being Peter, doesn't shut up. King James, he says, Lord, if it's you, bid me walk on water to walk with you. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 14, verse 29, I think Jesus is cool, man. Come said Jesus. <laughs> See, if I was Jesus, I'd be like, are you mad? You want to do what? You want to walk on water, Peter, really? Tell me, when you were born, were the angels singing glory to God in the highest and on earth peace? When you were baptized, did a dove come flying and a voice from heaven? You want to walk on water, really? But I love this, man. Again, Jesus doesn't wait for you to clean up your act. Come, said, Pete, said Jesus. And Peter he got down out of the boat. That, I got to give it that guy. That's faith, man. He got down out of the boat, walked on water, and came towards Jesus. But here comes the anxiety. You ready for this? But when he saw the strength of the wind, he got afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me! God loves anxious prayers. God, save me. I, I'm dying. God, I just lost my job. God, cancer, really? God, I'm anxious. I'm going to die. You're going to go through some painful times. God, save me. God, help me. God, where are you? But don't stop there because Paul says, back to Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving. Hey, when we have it all together, when you open the fridge, there's groceries. When you go to the store, you swipe your card, it's never declined. We forget to be thankful. And oftentimes, you, you lose the peace of God and the contentment in God because you've not been thankful. You know, you know how you can grow in thankfulness? It's when you learn to be thankful for the people around you that God's placed. How often do you go to a person and say, man, thank you, man. You are a huge blessing to me. 
If you're not doing that with people, you're not doing it with God. Your, your food, your prayer for your food is just empty. It's, you're not really thankful. It's rub-a-dub-dub. Thank you for the grub. Let's eat. Oftentimes, we don't have the peace because we forget all that God has done for us. Let me give you a quick illustration of this from Luke chapter 17. Jesus, he heals 10 lepers. Not leopards. He heals 10 lepers. <laughs> he heals 10 lepers. And leprosy, of course, you know, back in the time, they would not be allowed into society. They were, they were cast out. They were cast away. But Jesus heals them. <clears throat> and it says, I'll pick up from verse 15. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, that's the leper, he turned back, praising God with a loud voice. Isn't that beautiful? God is not only interested in you crying out when you're anxious, he also wants you to cry out with a loud voice, with gratitude. Thank you, Jesus, with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. And then Jesus has to put this in. It says, now he was a Samaritan. That's a foreigner. That was a guy who was not a Jew. He was not the people of God, not the light for the world. He was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was not one found to return and give, uh, was, was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Folks, we're still talking about just the obstacles to this, to this contentment and peace that comes from God. Our anxiety can be an obstacle, but the Bible tells us how we can get through it. Get through it. Get through it. Cry out to God in prayer. Thank Him for what He's done. And then, it continues back to Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything through prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Tell Him your needs. Tell Him your needs. Tell Him what you need. We have this false sense of humility. I'm not going to ask God. There are so many other people dying in other countries. And oftentimes it comes from pride. Because you feel like you can find contentment by your own hard work. You just don't go to God. You don't go to God. Sometimes with my friends and people in the church, I'm like, why don't you come talk to me? Man, you should have spoken to me. Why are, you, why are you talking to me about a divorce when you're on your way to the court? You should have come spoken to me earlier. Come talk to me. And there are times when people live their life that way. They don't talk to God. They go talk to their neighbors. They go talk to their boss. They'll try to pull strings here and there. Like, I know a guy. Go, no, go talk to God. Tell him about your needs. In fact, Jesus tells us, right? Give us today our daily bread. That's why he teaches us to pray. In Matthew 7, once again, he says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, it will be opened. Hey, if you're struggling with anxiety every week, cry out to God for help. Thank him for all the things that he's done. And then ask him what you need. Hey, write it down. In case you forget, God, I'm praying for this today. God, I'm praying for patience when I talk to this person today. God, I'm praying for a job, Lord. This job is crazy. And open the right doors. God, I pray for healing in the name of Jesus. Heal my friends. Heal my church. Heal my pastor. God, speak to me today. God, teach me how to pray. God, help me to grow in discernment. And watch God answer those prayers. It's fantastic. No, seriously, some of you guys, you have not found your contentment in Christ because you've not seen answered prayers. And when God answers your prayers, dear God, when you be praying like a madman. I'm not saying God is your divine vending machine. But I'm saying God is your loving Father. Amen. And when you're asking for bread, He's not going to give you a stone. When you're asking for fish, He's not going to give you a snake. Oftentimes we don't ask because we're worried that God is going to teach you discipline and humility by causing you to suffer. Listen, He's a loving Father. You might have had a bad example of a dad, but God is not that. He created you. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He knows your past. He knows your presence, and He also knows your future. He's a loving God. Ask Him. Okay. Oftentimes our anxiety can keep us from talking to God. But that's the best person to talk to when you're anxious. 
Because what happens when you do that is it brings in the peace of God. Verse 7 in Philippians chapter 4. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. You know, when I, oftentimes when I pray for people, this is what I pray for them. That the peace of God will guard their heart and their mind in Christ Jesus. And I want to quickly unpack this for you because I think this is important. Because we want a quest for contentment. First of all, contentment is found only in Jesus. And the contentment from Jesus comes with his peace. But there's obstacles to this peace, which is our anxious thoughts. We need to give it to God in prayer. Thank him and ask him for our needs. And here comes swooping in this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful peace. Three things about this peace. Number one, it's a divine peace. It's the peace of God. This is a supernatural peace that invades the natural. This is a peace that doesn't change your circumstance, but it changes the way you feel about the circumstances you're walking through. Can I get an amen? amen. Yes, you can be sitting at home with only $2 left in your bank account, but when the peace of God invades, it's a supernatural peace that doesn't magically put $20 in your account, but it brings the peace of God. It's a divine peace. This peace doesn't need to change your circumstances, but it'll change you while you're going through the mountains and the valleys of life. The divine peace. And then it says, the peace of God, which what? Surpasses all understanding. Some of your translations will transcends understanding. This is a peace unlike any other peace. It surpasses knowledge. There are two ways I look at this. One, it's a peace that can never be understood because it's so superior. And number two, the second way I look at this is it's a peace that transcends understanding. So there are people who are probably at home waiting for the COVID results to come, right? It takes two days and whatnot and they're sick. Okay, great. So you get the results. Guess what? It's not going to bring peace, whether this is positive or negative, because you're still sick. And you're still in quarantine, away from friends, away from family. This Christmas is going to be terrible. Like, I hate it, right? Knowledge doesn't bring peace. You can, be, you can get a result by saying, I'm cancer-free. Great, but you're going to get old and die. Knowledge doesn't bring peace, but the supernatural invasion of God's peace into the natural is what will bring peace. It transcends understanding. This is a peace that's beyond any, any wisdom, beyond any understanding. Are you with me? Yes. This is a peace unlike any other peace. And then, this peace will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. See, oftentimes, I pictured peace as a dove. White dove flying around, right? Or a flag. And then later on in my years, I pictured peace as a hippie smoking pot. Peace, man. You know? Okay, we're going to change that image, okay? Maybe you didn't have that image, but now I put that image in your head. But we're going to change it. Okay? Join us this Sunday at the Living Church Boise. Service and address can be found on our website, www.thelivingchurchboise.com. Visit our website for service time and address.